ladies and gentlemen, good vibes with your host, Mr. Jason B. October 31st, Halloween. How you all doing? 2019. Good vibes, Jason B. I brought mine some more podcasts. We are started. We're going. I'm actually getting up later than usual, but I'm taking advantage of these late mornings because I don't get too many of them. So there's only so many mornings you can push yourself to try to get up at 4.30, but um, I needed to take a little bit of time just to uh, reset my body, get its its proper rest, and it's a very important thing. So uh, if you haven't, if you're not getting good sleep, uh, make that your priority. I'll tell you what, you'll feel like a new person after at least uh, six or seven days of sleeping. I would have to say minimum of seven, seven hours. Um, I have not been going to bed necessarily earlier, but that is my intention. Um, so uh, yeah, that's for the updates of what's going on today. So Halloween got lots of history lots of moments things to think about and uh, definitely some scary things spooky things that come about you know what i'm saying so stay tuned for another good edition of good vibes to jason b of broad minds and more podcast Now, typically in uh, Halloween, in, in my neck of the woods, uh, Stockton, California, also uh, Manteca, Lodi, basically the Central Valley um, area, our uh, our temperatures at this time of the year, we dropped probably maybe the 50s at night, maybe 40s at the coldest, and then during the days, you got 60s and 70s. Um, winds haven't really picked up lately, at least in my area, except for the other day, I think it was Sunday like the windiest day but um right now in my state in northern california and southern california there are major wildfires going on that are definitely threatening a lot of homes um but also uh recently just found out that uh, one of the southern california fires was threatening the ronald reagan museum so that would be not such a great a good deal you know or something happening uh, not that I was a total big fan of Ronald Reagan, but uh, still, you know, a presidential library and exhibit is something to see in its entirety, though I've never been to it. Um, but like I said, I have to say it's on my bucket list. Anyhow, um, yeah, so the fires are going on. Um, here in the valley, you can see a light haze. You can see some smoke and stuff. But it's uh, uh, because I've been keeping my windows shut and not trying to be too much outside if I could all possibly help it um i've managed to stay pretty healthy but you know when you do have smoky skies you know these wildfires it really can wreak havoc on your health so if you are in california do yours do yourself a favor and get yourself a 3m um mask or find your local hospital and you know one of those facial masks that they what you see people wearing you know protecting your lungs is a very important deal you know you don't want to develop to being sick so fires are definitely going on here in california um 
because I've been peeping on what's been going on with the politics of today, um, there are possibly um, inquiries that will be taking place with a lieutenant colonel that I am not going to name um, to he basically vouched that what the president was saying to uh, Ukrainian foreign leader to investigate Joe Biden was wrong. He, you know, he's basically testifying that it was improper and unethical for the president to ask for a foreign country. So to me that for help, um, to me, that's, that's treason. It's treasonous. Um, you know, there's, with the law, there's a lot of elements that have to go, I, unfortunately, with the call of treason. So, um, it's not such an easy thing to convict a president or leader, for that matter, of. But it has been done before. It has been done to private citizens as well as military personnel. And the dark history of those... I think the most famous pe- treasonous people were like the Rosenbergs, um, the ones who gave out the nuclear secrets to the Russians, supposedly. And then, um, what's his name? God, I can famous general for the United States, and then turned coach and ended up becoming a British um, British leader in disguise. God, I can't remember his name. It's a famous name, too. Oh, well, well, moving forward, I'm not really going to worry about See, that's how important that tre- famous treasonous people were to me at, at the time. So, um, yeah. So, okay, so what else is going on? Oh, yeah, I got my first piece of hate email. Um, I don't normally get hate email. I get very little emails as it is. So if you're listening to my podcasting station, This part, this segment here is dedicated to the hater. You know, you got a lot of things to say. You got a lot of things to criticize. But if you're paying attention and going through my old episodes and take, you know, take it a personal notion that you got to email me a couple times to tell me off. That's pathetic. You know, and I'm just like, I was, I was laughing. I was laughing you know, earlier this morning when I read that shit, I was like, okay, well, if they care enough to tell me how much they don't like me and think my show is stupid, well, that's quite all right. You're taking your time out of your day to pay attention to what I'm having to say. So yeah, this hater was talking about, oh, you shouldn't be talking about the borders. Why are you crying? You know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I seem to recall an issue that I made about in immigration months back where a young father and his daughter died in the Rio Grande. They drowned. And it was pretty emotional for me. I mean, I'm a dad, you know. And I deleted that episode because I just thought, you know, in the end, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm further from that moment. I learned a lot from that moment in time. But uh, it's just not something I want on my record. So... If you can find it, great. If you can't, no big deal. So we're moving forward. So yeah, for my hater, thank you for paying attention. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what else has been going on? Um, I've been listening to a few different podcasters and Dwan and only the Fried Oreo has had some definitely interesting perspectives on um, monetizing um, 
not just in the United States, but worldwide. And he has a following where people do like what he has to say and they donate freely and kindly. He, uh, he basically spoke about this one website called Buy Me A Coffee. And it's very limited in its scope because you can donate from around the world. You can have it hooked up to your PayPal or some other um, account, but it's not that uh, like Anchor, where Anchor takes a percentage of your donations and your anything earned. Um, I think it's a small percentage, but they take part of it. Even though you may be sponsored by a commercial entity and advertising for their their contractual. Thing, then they get, they agree to basically pay you so many cents every time it's played and um, what was the other things about it I don't know is it's like it's like you gotta as soon as you say like if you earn like ten dollars and you cash out they get like three dollars of that which is like what wait a second how did how did the company anchor get these um, Sponsors, and I noticed they kind of died down. I mean, different sponsors have not really taken hold on the podcasting thing, other than people seeking quality brands to sponsor on their own shows. But uh, Anchor is pretty much just I've heard on other people's station like they're being sponsored by Spotify, who now owns Anchor.fm, and it used to be like voicemails, um, yeah, call in, and it was just like wait a second, why should you be collecting money if I'm advertising a feature on your app? That's my big question. So if you all have a question to ask Anchor, why should you pay them a percentage for advertising their app and their tools? So voicemailing is a tool on Anchor. So a little bit of controversy there. So Anchor, if you're paying attention, I just would want like you guys to know that I appreciate what you've done and created this free application that I can record my podcast. But at the same time, let's get something straight. If it's not a foreign company outside of Anchor or its holdings, why are we paying you to advertise? Doesn't make any sense. Anyway, that's just my brief little question of the day. So I'm going to take a brief little coffee break. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee and I'm going to be right back. Okay, getting into this spooky edition of Halloween. So there's a lot of misconceptions about what Halloween was. So we're going to look up, according to Google, what and how. So I'm going to type in, how did Halloween start? And Google's answer says, Halloween was in roots of ancient pre-Christian Celtic festival of of Sa, Samhain, which was celebrated on the night of October 31st, the Celts, who lived 2,000 years ago on an area known as known as Ireland in the United Kingdom and northern France, believed that the dead returned to Earth in Sa, Samhain. Uh, okay, interesting fact. Fun fact. Um. The tradition orients, yeah, they keep referring it to a Celtic holiday. Now, 
Here's a couple of interesting things about Halloween. I definitely remember from just hearing other podcasters as well as doing my own research. Halloween to a lot of religious organizations, they say it's a pagan holiday. But here's the funny thing, in, especially in Christianity and Catholicism. Guess what? Halloween, Christmas are pagan holidays. Yes, people, they don't know specifically when the date of Christ's birth. So December 24th was designated Christmas Eve. And guess what? A pagan symbol in your home, if you ever buy a Christmas tree, whether fake or real, that is a pagan symbol that the Christians adopted as they, uh, many, I guess you could say Christian and, and Catholic uh, regime based countries overtook other countries they instituted their their cultures their laws as well as their beliefs so they incorporated a lot of pagan things so that they wouldn't keep having resistance so this is an example of like you know why I'm kind of like weirded out every time I see my churches uh, the churches that my mom's gone to the one I've gone to that where they'll say they'll set up a trunk or treat like it's not supposed to be considered halloween celebration it's considered a fall festival and see this is where i just think it's really being oversensitive if you ask me um being oversensitive about what connotations relate to or as far as um people thinking it belongs to the devil and so on and so forth um to me um October 31st as runs into about the same time as the Day of the Dead um, in the Mexican culture and a lot of other Latin cultures they celebrate and they uh, they celebrate their their past loved ones and they decorate like in Mexico it's be- it's just become an explosion of an action um, I think it pretty much was based out of Michoacan and correct me if I'm wrong uh, for those who are my Mexicano listeners I I'm not an expert on this. I only know what I know, but this is what I can recall. So the Day of the Dead, um, they put up pictures. They make these altars just to celebrate the ones that they miss, you know, and um, they even made some movies about it. Uh, The Book of Life was definitely one of them. Um, Then Disney's recent movie last year called Coco, which was another celebration of day of the dead and they what's interesting about day of the dead is they have this flower called the marigold and it's a beautiful orange flower and it grows wild in mexico like all over literally and even here in california it grows in in places i've definitely seen it and it's it's one of the flowers that they at, at the time when they would go to these cemeteries um and they would put on their loved ones gravestones with pictures food sometimes shots of tequila favorite beer music um, people go and visit you know their loved ones and now it's kind of turned into like a signature holiday so um day of the dead is really ha- has taken on so many things especially when um I think it was Paramount that filmed the James Bond movies and they made that movie Skyfall where they had that Day of the Dead in Mexico City. And up until three years ago, I believe, three or four years ago, they'd never celebrated Day of the Dead 
in uh, Mexico City and they just adopted it and it's just grown an explosion of expression and color and artistry as well as loved ones and it's I was watching uh, with my girlfriend a YouTube channel on Day of the Dead in Mexico City and it was just like amazing all the colors and floats and people doing their faces into what they call uh, Katrina dolls which are uh, brides of the dead or you know singles whatever they would intricate designs and then they would also have the men I forget I know the females called Katrina and damn I'm forgetting the males so pardon me I'm still kind of waking up and enjoying coffee and waking you know doing my thing so yeah um day of the dead you know and halloween like run like really close together and i want to give great thanks to my grandfather who i miss dearly um thought that i miss you i know you've been gone since 1995 but he is somebody that i strongly remember that passed away my friend neil sanchez um man it's been five years since he's been dead you know and it's still it's still i mean he died in a really bad accident and um, you know, I'm still friend. I, I talked to his family once in a great while on Facebook, but not too often. So, um, definitely something that I celebrate, Neil, um, you are remembered in my, my mental altar. Um, my friend Juan Contreras guy I grew up with in elementary school, Mexican guy, short guy. Remember my senior year in high school, he just, he got shot and stalked and gang violence, you know, and never forget him my friend friend Tammy Kawasaki you know um, used to work with her at Red Lobster we were supposed to hang out like a week before you know so Tammy I it's another friend and then my there's my Thea Yolanda um, this is my dad's oldest sister I love you tremendously I miss your your wisdom man and I and I celebrate you you know um, you know, and there's just so many other people that that have passed and gone. Even animals, you know, like uh, I guess I'd have to say my cat Ralph and um, my cat Papa Feo and and Fufu. I mean, yeah, I remember you guys. You guys were my pets, and you always treated me well. So day of the day of the dead is just taking a moment to or some time to remember your lot past loved ones. Because they are important, you know. So when you look at life, it really is such a short period of time, you know. So but anyway, so we're going to get off the somber talk. So yeah, Halloween has its connotations and um, Day of the Dead has its definitely values. And it's for a perfect reason because this is the season of fall, you know. And we have distinctly four seasons for a reason. Um, you know, winter is the time for you know, getting your, your fields ready eventually to, or your crops and your, whatever you're growing ready, make sure your trees are pruned. And that's what you do in the fall season. In the winter season, it's ready for growth. And when spring hits, it's like planting and harvesting and all that good stuff. Then summer, there's still harvesting and some planting. And then like, there's this late summer uh, plant for the fall when the temperatures start to drop you know for certain crops and um i live in a california state what's abundant in agriculture so fall is like a necessary thing to farmers and what i like about it 
it represents you know everything ends at some point and then everything renews so the fall season you know we have halloween and day of the dead it's just a reminder that people have served a purpose living on this earth however in their capacity that's a pretty amazing thing so yeah so halloween definitely interesting holiday we're going to come right back in just a second i'm going to take a brief little break Okay, here's part three. Sorry I'm recording from the road, but I've got to do work and drive at the same same time. So I wanted to just get back and try to finish recording this episode. So, okay, so there's definitely parts of Halloween I can really care, for, care less for. And I'm glad, you know, certain things are just not going to happen anymore. Like, um, okay, do you ever have certain candy that you just can't stand the sight of it, smell of it, or whatever. Well, for me, there's two pieces of candy that get delivered, that get given out, you know, to my kids, and they don't never touch it. They never like it. But here's my two top two that I just like. Why are you giving this out? This is like kind of like a, I don't give a shit candy, you know. And kids don't like it. I've never seen any kids who do like it. But candy corn is like the first one that I would have to say, definitely not one that, you know, I remember as a kid, I couldn't stand it. I would just give it out, you know, like, just like, hey, mom, if you want this, you can have it. And my mom would, you know, sometimes eat it. And the other one would be black licorice. Black licorice just reminds me of like NyQuil, the taste of NyQuil. I don't know why it just does. So I never, like, when you see the black licorice come out, you're like, Ugh. oh, wait, no, there's a third. There's a third. Okay, I remember as a kid, and I don't, you don't see it too often nowadays, but they, some people would, be like, give you, like, a grab of a handful of candy that, like, will be wrapped just in orange wrappers, and it ended up being, like, caramel. And the other one would be the black one to be, like, you know, black licorice also. So those are definitely the addition, but the caramel ones I would take and I would keep because they can melt them and use them for like candy apples or I mean caramel apples, which happened to be for like me as a kid, like one of my favorites, I'd have to say, um, love to do, you know, just dunk the hot, the apple and the hot caramel and then you sprinkle some. about that folks i was recording and i got a phone call at the same time anyway so my three top three candy that i just don't like seeing in any trick-or-treat bag in, the, in regards to my family is the candy corn the black licorice and the the orange and black candy wrapped whatever black licorice and caramel don't really care for so you know and Here's like another interesting thing about Halloween. Every year it seems like less and less people are, are giving out, you know. And like I remember as a kid, like going to the well-off neighbors after you get like the big candy bars. No, not at all. It's complete false. Because rich people or wealthy people or people with money, they just, they go to Costco. They buy that big giant bag and, you know, and they just, that's it. Because they, they have so many people coming to their doors. And so I just know over the last few years, especially with my kids, 
we gone trick or treating, you go to like your own regular neighborhood, the neighborhood you're around, and I I always feel like if they have more than a bag full of candy, it's too much already. So some kids want to go to like nine o'clock at night. I'm just like, no, we start like around four thirty, five o'clock with my family, and we usually finish off by eight. You know, and I think that's enough time for them to get what they want, or get what they need. And um, you know, I just feel like, well, maybe that's that's like the best way. You know, like give them their bag full, and and just like leave it. You know what I mean? Like leave it as it is, because there's nothing worse than you know having to sort through months later of Halloween candy that you find hidden in spaces that you're like. What the hell were you thinking? So the less candy you have to deal with, the better. And considering that, you know, I'm a diabetic, I can't have this shit anyway. Um, you know, what do you all think? What do you, what do you think about the ins and outs of, you know, being a parent and trick-or-treating and all that? Because to me, it's just like, they don't need a whole lot. They really don't. And... The other thing is, is I, don't, I don't want my kids to have to go through the dentist and have an expensive-ass dental bill. So it's like, you better believe it. After trick-or-treating is done, the toothbrush comes out. So does the toothpaste, the mouthwash, floss, all that. You know, and I take those bags of candy and I just put them high where they can't even reach them. At least I think they can. So definitely one of those things, you know. So what's like the other things about Halloween that I kind of want to talk about? Oh, yeah. So I'm 47. You know, me and my girl, that's not to say that we're older, but, um, you know, I've seen some weird ass costumes in my time and they're getting skimpier and skimpier every freaking year. So I know when I when I was going out and going to Halloween parties, you know, women be dressing up as like hookers and sluts and naughty nurses and shit like that and they just be like taking it to the max right and so it's like you can't help but you know you're gonna notice you're gonna look you know especially as a guy and I remember one time my girl she literally caught me looking but she wasn't mad at me she caught me looking because like this girl was like walking in front of me like she was just like in like next to nothing lingerie like you could she had pasties over her breasts and you know, and certain things covering her, you know, vagina section, but everything else you could see, right? So she like, she said something to me and she goes, are you staring or are you just looking? And I said, both. And she's like, and then she hit me upside the head. She's like, oh, so is that what you want? You know, trying to like argue with me. So I remember at the time, like all, if you have to ask, you already know the answer by my reaction. But I'm not trying to cover it up. I know when I see that, that's just not something I see every day. But so if a dude's walking around, you know, with an elephant covering his penis, you think I'm going to trip? No, I'm not. You know, and if he's showing his ass, no, I'm not. That's his own freaking thing. So my girlfriend goes, oh, so great point. And lo and behold, there was at the party at that we went to um she sees a guy walking around with like this thing that covers his penis or his cock basically covers it with a stuffed animal 
and then has like a g-string like of an underwear like you can see his ass and whatever and the guy was fits like hey whatever he had to rock it the way it's an adult party there's no kids who cares so my girlfriend says to me so do you care if i stare i'm like if that's what you want to do you know and um so i turned away and i went to go get me some whatever alcoholic punch that was offered at the party so she taps me on the toilet she's all she's like yeah People are there to look at, and I don't trip off them, and I don't know why I was getting mad at you. I'm like, it's a natural reaction, you know? So uh, we, were ta- we were talking about that just last night, and we were saying, you know, isn't it funny how people, you know, they really show themselves who they are, especially at Halloween. And I go, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. She's like, a lot of these girls that I know that are trying to play goody two-shoe, whatever, and they're dressing as their counterpart, you know, like the totally opposite of them. Like they're dressing up as, you know, as hookers or lingerie models. And it's just like, it makes me think it's like, yeah. And she goes, you notice they spent some serious money. Like they'll go to like, I don't know, uh, Victoria's Secrets and some other brands. And I'm just like, I have no freaking idea, you know, but, and then, so she asked me, she's all, what do you desire in the bedroom? I said, oh, don't turn this Halloween topic into a sex topic because I really don't want to talk about it. And so she goes, why not? Do you feel embarrassed? I said, well, if you never wear the shit, then why am I going to worry about it? I see it on Halloween once a year, sometimes other times, but most likely, I, you know, I don't really care. And she's like, oh, is that what kind of woman you want? I, I, and, I, and I was like, okay, what do you mean by what kind of woman? She's all one that's willing to hang it all out. If she has the body for it, and she does, I appreciate the same, you know, whatever. So she's, like, trying to get me to get irritated, right? And I'm just like, no, I'm not going to do it. So then she tells me, she's like, you know what? You've handled yourself very, very well. I would have thought, I would have made you nervous, but obviously. She's like, yeah, I see guys, you know, and it's whatever. And it's just like, at the end of the day, you know, you realize what it's all about. So, you know, if you're going to go out tonight on Halloween and you're going to wear next to nothing, you know, you're going to cause some reactions, but whatever you do, just be yourself. Don't worry about who you're with or how their reactions or what they think. It's one day out of the year people get to dress in it in a way that they probably would not normally, you know, but whatever. So that's definitely something that to raise up about Halloween is it's like, you don't have to dress up as a you know, a male slut or a female slut or a whore or whatever, or naughty nurse. You don't have to dress up anything. But if that's what you really want to do, go for it. Go do it. You know, because I feel in the long run, it helps people out better. Be themselves. You know what I mean? And the only costumes I don't really appreciate on Halloween are the really, really morbid ones where they're like... You know, like, they'll squirt out blood and shit, like, you know, as a gag, like, at a party. I, I'm not into that, you know, like, the more graphic something is for um, a costume, like, you've seen guts split open, and it's not my thing, you know. Or um, they want to be superheroes, but they're trying not to be superheroes in a way. They're trying to be their own you know, whatever, I don't really dig that stuff, but, you know, I love 
to be honest with you, the classic witch and the classic Dracula, the classic costumes, because then it makes me think of old black and white movies of like Bela Lugosi, you know, Frankenstein and, or the werewolf. Um, what were some of your scary movies that um, during Halloween you would watch as a kid? You say, oh, I'm totally into it, but you're not. You're like, you hide from it. I guess my top ones that really still just kind of spook me out is like Nightmare on Elm Street still spooks me out to this day. And uh, I think Friday the 13th, part two and part three, you know, from the 80s. Definitely that. And uh, I guess I get out to say Halloween. You know, those movies always freak me out. You know, but the ones that I thought were always stupid were like Ghoulies, or yeah, Ghoulies was one of them, Trolls, The Leprechaun. I always laugh my ass off at those. And uh, American Werewolf in London, you know, it just like, it was pretty trippy how they used to transform people using graphics into werewolves. Or how can you forget the howling? The howling was like, back in the 80s. I mean, it was graphic, but like, I don't know, it just seemed like people were, you know, so intent to play the role, you know. Uh, Child's Play, I always thought that was funny, because I was like, yeah, good guy, doll, Chucky. But, uh, yeah, there's just a few movies that would freak me out. Oh, no, wait, I take that back. There is a series of movies I will not watch. And that's the Hostel series. I watched the first and the second one. After that, <clears throat> fucking done. You know, seeing people being mutila mutilated. And that shit does happen in this world for some other people's pleasure. So not into the Hostel thing. Um, Hellraiser. Dude, that was always so demonically freaky that I just, I could never watch more than 20 minutes of it. You know, and it's like you got like Pinhead and all these other people. Like I watched like the first three, and their characters, um, oh, they're like, oh, we're from hell, and da 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 da. You gotta play with the cube, and you know, and it's like, nah, that that shit got old too with me. Um, so, but then there was just like some fun Halloween movies. Like I'm not gonna lie, I I did dig watching with my kids. You know, Hocus Pocus. I mean, yeah, it's a pretty cool, funny movie. You know, and um, I liked watching the Charlie Brown Halloween. You know, I, I have, like, an affinity for uh, for Linus, you know. And I just know what that's like, you know. Linus in his blue blanket waiting for the great pumpkin. He was always the intellectual weirdo, but I could identify with that, you know. And I like you know, the Charlie Brown Halloween is always a good one. Um, some people say talk about Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't really dig it, you know. But, um, you know, talking about Halloween, it's just, it's a good time to celebrate your loved ones, you know, past and present. It's a good time to be sweet, to be kind to one another. Uh, everyone's out to have a good time, you know. Just... Take it for what it is. Don't worry about, you know, if your costume is just right or wrong or some shit, you know. I always feel like it's very important that, um, you know, you just you just treat people with kindness and caring. And, uh, the fall season, you know, after the harvest or harvest season, as they call it, 
you know, it's just like to share the fruits of your labor, you know, for farmers. You know, so appreciate, you know, your food on your table because a lot of that's been harvested, you know, in the last couple of months. So what else is going on? Oh, yeah, I've been noticing more and more the Christmas decorations are coming up. See, I always used to think that it was like a, a holiday faux pas that you could not start decorating for Christmas until after Thanksgiving, until the day of Thanksgiving. You know, but now, obviously, you see, you know, people are buying their decorations, even going shopping early. And let's face it, folks, I, too, I am starting to do my Christmas shopping because, you know what, December is such a sketchy month, especially with me and work. So I feel like, okay, if I buy my few gifts, and even the inexpensive gifts now, um, they're going to go uh, really well. And the thing is, I've kind of shifted my ideas about Christmas shopping. Like, I'm not really tuned up on giving gift cards because I just feel like that's kind of like a, I don't give a fuck about you gift, you know, or I'm not taking the time to follow your interests. But I see the complications with how, you know, Christmas, um, you know, when people say, well, what do you want? You know, it's like, dude, I don't fucking know half the time until I see it. So what I like to do is when I go to people's homes or or family I know, I like, when I go in, I just kind of observe things, you know, because you never know, kitchen, or whatever, needs, like, um, like my niece, her husband needs new tires for his car, and I was like, well, dude, maybe I can buy him a set of tire, inexpensive tires just to get him by, right now, since he only uses that car to go to work, so I was like, well, that's a hella cool idea, and then, um, you know, like for uh, my sister, I know, you know, my, I think like a dinner for two, like for my sister is probably like a really kick-ass gift because I feel she's really done so much for me. The only thing I could do in remote is to pay her back is to basically you know, say, hey, here you go, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, let him enjoy and some places, especially that, that you really enjoy, that you know, you take to eat. Like, my sister would tell me, like, oh, I lo always love going out with, each, with my brother because he always knows different foods to try instead of just, like, getting stuck on the norm. So, yeah, I, I totally dig what she's saying, you know, but um, getting back to the gift idea, don't stress about it. You know, there's plenty of shit to, you know. Like, here's my... Uh, I guess my go-to for I don't give a fuck about who they are. So a gift, like going to Costco really for me has been a godsend because I can find like these parka shirts for guys, you know, for boys. Like how are they going to say no to that? I just got to know their size. And I'm a pretty big guy, I guess you could say. I'm, you know, 100, 200 pounds. And uh, one of the things I like to do is like, as I'm looking at myself and see like a cousin of mine and how much bigger they are, it's like, oh, if I wear a large XL, it's easy for them, you know, double XL to three XL, you know, so it's kind of cool that way. But yeah, I like to buy gifts that, you know, like they could use, like they think I'm like, I, I really got out of my way to like buy for them. And it's just really oddly, it's like, no, I didn't go out of my way, but I thought of it, you know. So Christmas is definitely coming, you know, it's like two months away, so to speak, or almost two months away. And um, just got to 
you know, just take the risk. I mean, if someone doesn't like your gift, then that's their fucking problem. But just taking consideration of, like, what kind of thing. I mean, it's good to, yeah, to know what they like, but I've always come to find out that people don't like to mention what they like. Or it's way too freaking expensive, you know, from the get-go. So, uh, anyhow, yeah, like, Christmas is coming up, decorations are busting out already, and Halloween isn't even over yet, you know? But that's why I dig Halloween, because it's just like, it just, it's just so many beautiful colors, the colors that I like, yellows and oranges, and then there's reds, and there's, like, blues, and and people don't realize that the fall season and Halloween and, like, the Day of the Dead and how the colors are intermixed and so on so on and so forth. So I really feel like I, I like Halloween because it's just like not about oh fuck I gotta go buy this person a gift. Oh I gotta show up to their house. It's not about that at all. It's like hey you get traveling. You know, you just gotta thank people, you know, for what you got. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. It's just Halloween is just a really cool you know, holiday where it's not complicated. I think that's the best way I can describe it. It's just not complicated to where you are, um, you know, obligated and you give from your heart, you know. And, um, you know, I just, it's just a godsend, you know. So anyhow, uh, I'm going to take a brief little break and then we're going to do the wrap up, okay? okay so this is the wrap-up of this episode i'm truly trying to go with a different direction and i'm sorry everyone if it's just rambling today and it's not my usual message but i'm just trying to change you know gears and shift gears into a different light of podcasting and trying to just be more creative about what i'm talking you know, but I really feel confident, like, I'm all someone sympathizes with, with what I'm saying. But, you know, it is Halloween. Um, it's about 3 o'clock California time or Pacific Standard Time. And, um, you know, within the next hour, I'm going to be seeing my little one, my two-year-old. You know, it was her birthday yesterday. And uh, taking her out for trick-or-treating. And, um, you know, just enjoy that personal family time. I think is the most important thing that I want to, you know... I hope you take away with this episode but just remember you don't need a costume to really change who you are you just need a costume to enjoy the festivities of where you're at and who you're with you know so doesn't matter you can wear a sheet with some holes in it you can be Dracula with some teeth and a little bit of makeup you can be a cat you can be a doll you can be whatever you want no matter what but after the holidays over just remember being you is the most important thing that you can do and I hope you all have had a great day and a good evening take care <laughs>